Hello everyone and welcome back to the SMS. In today's episode I'm going to have another Tuesday chapters and this will be chapter 2 of my novel The Unexplainable Events of Valeriano Vetani. So please stay tuned for that. So all my social links are in the description down below. Please follow this channel if you are not following already. And send me a tweet at Sheldon Piano. Thank you. Okay, getting right into it. Chapter 2. Freedom but in darkness. Something you should understand is during Val's birth, there was a complication and his mother was left barren. This upset her so that she almost went mad. You see, in that era it was not unusual to have many children, six or seven in fact, especially when you were as wealthy as this family. Hearing the news of the complication, the husband immediately started to panic as he thought the people of the town would think they were too greedy to have any more children. He was pacing up and down the hallways of the house, trying to think of what they would tell the people. He was so taken up with this matter in his mind, he completely forgot about his wife and his new baby boy. His wife, on the other hand, was beside herself with disappointment. Neither the wife nor the husband spent even a single moment with the boy for the first month of his life. The nanny looked after him and took care of him. Then one day the wife suddenly thought of her baby boy and realized something. She ran to the nursery where her baby was lying in his crib. She picked him up for the first time and looked deeply into his wonderfully cool eyes. She took him to her husband and when her husband saw her carrying the baby he realized the same thing. Without saying a single word they were both on the same wavelength. They had spent so much time being miserable and upset about their loss, that they completely forgot about the wonderful gain. They gained a son. The husband told his wife that there is no better story to tell the people in town than the truth. Sure enough, everyone who asked got the same answer. There was a complication, and the boy would be their only child. Expecting the people to sneer at them, they were pleasantly surprised to find the people were very understanding, friendly and sympathetic. The boy became the whole town's little boy and everyone loved him very much and treated him like their own. After that month when they started caring for the boy, the wife decided she would do everything for the boy herself as it would be her only child. She dismissed the nanny and started caring for the child like a mother should. The family became one at last. A family closer than any before. Six months later, it was now the time just after the whole plates and milk episode, and as I mentioned, the wife told her husband about what happened. He dismissed the tale without a second thought, she became hysterical once again, 
when he, she saw her husband didn't believe her. She burst out in tears, screaming at him, telling him that he didn't trust the word of his worthless seamstress wife, and that he didn't trust her to tell the truth or believe in her word. He was very disconcerted at the reaction of his wife. He tried to calm her down and comfort her, but every time he came closer to hold her, she pushed him away and screamed even louder. The people walking by their house could hear her screeching from across the street. After a while, quite the crowd had gathered outside the house. The people talking amongst themselves wondered what on earth could have caused such an explosion between the two respectable people. In the midst of it all, Val was in his crib. He started crying because of the fight his parents were having. His father and mother were so taken up with what the other had to say that they didn't even hear him crying. The crying became screaming. The people on the street outside the house noticed strange spiral-like cloud formation forming above the house. It brought a sudden downpour of heavy rain, accompanied by lightning flashes, which filled the sky with, with thunderous bangs and pops as the air around the flashes were exploding. This sent all the people on their way, but despite the huge storm that suddenly came up outside, they continued their quarrel. The tension was building up in the room, becoming almost unbearable. Val still crying more and more in his crib, was trying desperately to draw his parents' attention, when suddenly he produced a screech of such astronomical power and magnitude that it, all at once, shattered every single window in the house as well as the crystal chandelier in the foyer and all the mirrors that were hanging on the walls. Everything just seemed to suddenly explode as if a single blow hit everything at once. All the glass and crystal in the house came crashing down onto the floor. It made a deafening crash which could be heard several miles away. Silence fell upon the house. The husband and wife grabbed each other when the huge blow hit and soon found themselves standing in an utterly destroyed room filled with shards of glass everywhere. They opened their eyes and saw Val was standing in his crib, looking at them. He then started laughing as a red gleam flashed across his eye for only a moment. After this, his father didn't need any more proof of what his mother had told him. As the years rolled on, Val grew. His mental state was far more advanced than that of other children his age, and even some adults in town. No one in town knew about the anomalies Val had displayed and his parents tried everything they could to keep it that way. People in the 18th century didn't exactly embrace things they couldn't explain. That was, after all, the time when people were killed for practicing witchcraft or anything suspicious. Time did not change Val's powers. If anything, he became more powerful. He didn't understand his abilities, nor did either of his parents. They didn't know what, exactly, he was capable of. They kept things quiet and covered up all the unexplainable events that happened in town. A good example of this would be one year in July, when Val was about 10 or 11 years old. 
His beloved pony had died and left him feeling rather blue and unhappy. He caused it to snow in the middle of summer, on one of the hottest days of the year. Now don't think it was like a sudden blizzard. It was more like a light sprinkling of snow, melting before it even reached the ground. Val's parents, of course, knew it was him causing the snow, but they told the people in town that it was probably just a wandering snow cloud that came down from the north. Most people in town were not exactly well educated and didn't even think twice about the wandering snow cloud explanation. They thought, oh, well, that makes sense, and went on their way. At this stage, his parents deduced that the weather would suddenly change in relation to the boy's emotions. Slowly but surely, they started to understand Val's abilities more and more. One or two years later, Val had made huge leaps and bounds in controlling his abilities. He occasionally discovered new abilities while spending time practicing the ones he already had. When he was two, his parents moved into a house just outside of town, in the countryside. This house his father also designed and built. They made the move so that the boy could have more freedom to practice his abilities without being seen. His father heard of an old man who lived just outside the town, well, quite a way outside the town, on a small farm. This old man, he heard, was becoming more and more frail, his daughter lived in town and she told her father that he needed to move in with her and her family. The old man agreed and put his property up for sale. Val's father immediately thought it would be the perfect place to hide his little boy. He purchased the property from the old man for a handsome sum of money. On this farm there was a small little farmhouse which had one bedroom a living area, and a rudimentary kitchen. This house he knew would not work for his family as they had grown accustomed to a certain lifestyle. He designed a brand new house which had all the luxuries one could hope for in 1746. He got all his employees to build him this illustrious house and to furnish it as well. It took two years to complete this beautiful structure. They moved into the house in 1748, when Val was four years old. The property itself was roughly 65 acres, and the house was built in the middle of the property, surrounded by huge trees that were moved closer to the house. The borders of the property were fenced off with huge eight-foot-tall hedges, with a marvellous grand iron floral gate on the far south side of the yard. There was a gravel road that flowed through the yard, starting at the grand gate and snaking its way up to the front door of the house. There was a wonderfully large fountain right outside the extraordinary carved aristocratic oak wooden doors, with four tiers of water sprouting from the top flowing down through stone-carved swan mouths into a lower level, finally ending in a glorious pond at the bottom. It was truly a sight to behold. In the summer times, the trees would be magnificently green 
with bees and butterflies filling the air. There were huge bougainvillea bushes scattered all across the yard, as well as irises, dahlias, hydrangeas, and an array of other floral plants. They were all arranged in what we would now call a French garden, inspired by the gardens of the Palace Versailles in Paris. There were lavender bushes running all along the gravel road up to the house, filling the air with such a lovely sweet fragrance. In the winter time, the entire yard would be one single sheet of white snow, and the fountain would freeze and become a breathtaking sculpture of icy crystals. The trees would all become white with the snow resting on their branches, just truly a winter wonderland. The west side of the house was covered in a beautiful wisteria creeper, painting the entire wall purple. The house itself was beautiful to behold. It had two floors with huge white pillars surrounding the house and supporting the roof on the outside. When you walked into the double-volume foyer of the house, you were greeted with staircases on either side of the room curving up towards the top floor. A marvellous flower arrangement, which Val's mother would make once a week, would be standing in between the staircases, filling the house with colour and beauty. The floors and stairs were Italian white marble, while the chandelier was made of black crystal. They employed minimal staff at the new house to prevent their secret from becoming public knowledge. The new house had a huge garden in which Val spent every summer's day playing with the wind and the water. He would create air currents for the seeds of the dandelions and the petals of the flowers to flow through. He would lift the water from the stream that ran through the yard into the air and lie under it, looking at the little fish swimming around above him through the sky. He would move the branches of the trees to different angles to hear the wind sailing through the leaves. When the winter came, he would play with the snow and the ice, building huge ice castles for himself to play in. On days that were too cold to go out, he would sit inside and play with the fire from the candles, blowing them out with little gusts of wind and then and then setting them alight again with a flick of his fingers. His mother stayed home with him every day, having left Miss La Rouge in charge of her boutique in Paris, whilst his father went into town to buy food and necessities for the house, as well as go through his workshop to make sure everything was running smoothly. Things seemed to become more manageable and pleasant. They were all very happy together. One day, out of the blue, he asked his mother if he could go into town and play with the other children. I should mention that he didn't know that his abilities were unusual, because he never saw any of the other children. His mother was reluctant to give him an answer, as she knew that he would expose himself within minutes after arriving in town. She found herself scanning through her mind, trying to come up with an excuse. Finally, she asked him to sit down at the table. She sat next to him and said, 
The world is a dangerous place, my dear. It is full of bad people that want to hurt you or to take you away from your father and I. That is why we moved here. So you can be safe and we can protect you. But father goes into town almost every day and he comes back perfectly fine, he replied. Your father is a very strong man, darling. He built this house for us. He is strong enough to fight off all the bad people, she told him. Well, in that case, father can come with me. He can keep me safe and help me to navigate the streets. No, Val, I don't think that's a good idea. But if I could just... No, Val, I said no, she interrupted. Yes, but... Val, no, and that is final, she snapped. He took a step back in fright as his mother had never spoken to him in that manner before. Then he softly said with slight tears in his eyes, Yes, mother, I'm sorry for upsetting you. I just wanted someone to play with. He turned around and went upstairs to his room. His mother sat at the kitchen table until her husband came home. When he entered the kitchen, he saw her sitting there, looking at him. She then suddenly just started crying into her hands. Quite puzzled, her husband asked her what was wrong. She said, our son wants to go into town and make some friends. Oh, my dear, you know we can't allow that. It isn't safe for him, or for us for that matter. He may expose our family's secret. I am aware of that, she almost barked. I just have to tell him that he can't have friends. How have our lives brought us to this place, keeping our son from enjoying things that any normal boy should... What are we going to do? she asked in desperation. We shall take one day at a time, my dear, he replied, sitting down next to her with his arm around her. We shall take one day at a time. Val was sitting just outside the room where his parents were and heard every single word they said. He heard them speak about the family's secret, quite surprised that their family was interesting enough to have a secret. He wondered what on earth the secret could be. It never occurred to him that he was the secret his parents were trying to hide and protect. So he devised a plan. Every Monday morning, his parents would go for a walk along their vast property. He knew that they always started on the east side of the property because that is where the sun was in the morning. He decided that he would wait until Monday morning when his parents were out. Then he would climb out of the west bedroom's window and make his way down the vine that covered the west side of the house. You may be wondering why he didn't just use the door as his parents were not in the home. Well, you see, his parents were terrified that he would run away if they gave him the slightest chance. They thought he would run to town and do something unpredictable and unexplainable to normal people that would expose his unique abilities. Once the people of the town saw what he could do, they thought that the people would surely burn the boy at the stake for practicing witchcraft and that the people would burn them as well for harboring a witch-child. 
they had good cause to fear, and because of their fear, they would lock Val up in the house whenever both of them were away. After he was out of the house, Val thought he would sneak into town and have a quiet look around. He didn't want anyone to see him because he was afraid they might just tell his father that he was in town. Not that the people really knew what Val looked like at the time. His mind was made up. The coming Monday morning, he would sneak out and embark on his adventure. Friday came and went. So did Saturday and Sunday. He was being very agreeable to his parents to avoid any suspicion about his plan to sneak into town. He was being very friendly to them around the house by picking flowers for his mother and asking his father to teach him how to fence, etc. It was odd that his parents didn't notice he was be behaving strange. They just thought that he was in a good mood when in fact he was trying to get on their good side just in case he got caught during his unpermitted excursion. Clever, really, if you think about it. Anyway, the sun came up as it always did upon a sleepy Monday morning. Val was lying in his bed and began to slowly open his eyes. Half asleep and half awake, he was trying to adjust to the light coming in. He suddenly jumped out of bed and realized that it was Monday morning. He got dressed very quickly and joined his parents for breakfast. While at the table, he thought he might get hungry in town, so he very discreetly stuffed his pockets with fruit and bread. After breakfast, sure enough, his parents went for their walk around the property as per usual. They greeted him very lovingly and told him <coughs> that he must stay in the house when they weren't there and keep himself busy with piano or reading or something else that would improve his existence, as his father said. They left through the front door and locked it behind them, as they always did, and they continued to head east. Val was watching them walk away until they were about halfway between the hedge and the house. He then grabbed a little bag of things he might need, and continued out of the window on the west side of the house. He was climbing down the wisteria, and was about fifteen feet in the air, when a darkness fell upon the house. He noticed that the darkness was like a thick black smoke flying through the air, entering the house through closed windows. At the heart of the darkness, he could see the burning figure of a man appearing out of thin air as it entered the house. The figure had no definition, just a burning silhouette moving through the house and appeared to be looking for something. The figure swiftly moved through the walls of the house, going through every room and every cupboard. Val was now still hanging on the wisteria creeper on the west side of the house, looking in through the windows at the figure. His eyes and ears followed it around the house. It made a soft whispering noise as it passed through the house. It came down to the main hallway of the top floor. Val was looking through the window into the hallway, hanging on a branch of the creeper. 
the figure became quiet and still. It was just floating in the air with black smoke rising off of it. Val was frozen with fear. He could hear his heart beating in his ears and he felt it in his throat. It was as if time was moving slower and slower until it seemed to stop completely. The tension was building, filling every fibre of his being with terror and coldness. Chills were running up and down his back and neck. Fear came storming into his veins as he wondered, what, what, what's happening? What is this m man of smoke looking for? Why is he in my house? What is what does he want? Where did he come from? The figure moved slowly closer to the window where Val was hanging. Val felt the air become cooler and cooler as it came closer and closer. He was peering in through the corner of the window, too scared to take his eyes off the darkness. It moved even closer and became more and more quiet until there was complete silence. Crack! A branch that Val was hanging on with his left hand had snapped. The figure immediately burst into flames as it heard the break and turned towards the window. It saw Val and gave a deafening screech chasing towards Val, burning up as it moved along. It burst out of the window, shattering the glass, still screaming, and shot right through Val's body and heart like a ghost. This threw Val off of the creeper and sent him plummeting down towards the ground in what seemed to be slow motion. Just before he hit the ground, he created an air pocket that caught him just in time to soften his impact. He hit the ground and immediately tried to get up, but he stumbled over his own feet before he finally started running. He kept on running and running, not looking back until he got to the hedge. This didn't stop him. He moved the branches of the hedge with his abilities and ran right through, closing it again behind him. After passing through Val, the force vanished into thin air as it came out of his back. When Val finally stopped running, he was shaking and trembling, fearing for his life. He looked behind him and saw nothing. Nothing was chasing him. The force was gone. Out of breath, he stood looking frantically around him, trying to see where the darkness had gone, while wondering what to do. Should he go back and look for it? Should he just count his blessings and be grateful to be alive, should he go looking for his parents and tell them what happened? No, they wouldn't believe him, and they would want to know why he was out of the house when they specifically told him to stay inside. While feeling quite faint and disconcerted, he suddenly realised he was out. He had done it. He had snuck out of the house and got off the property without his parents noticing, albeit in strange circumstances. I should say his parents did not see or hear any of this as they were on the other side of the house and f too far away to notice. 
Suddenly he began shouting and running and jumping with joy as he turned and walked down the street towards the town. He thought to himself, Let the adventure begin. And that concludes our second chapter of the unexplainable events of Valeriano Vettani. Now I should remind you all that all literature I am discussing on this channel is copyright protected so please keep that in mind and once again if you would like to comment please feel free to do so like and subscribe I really appreciate it and if you want to get in touch with me please just send me a tweet at Sheldon Piano anyways guys that's it from me be kind be patient be there I'll see you in the next one <laughs>